guys really don't hear it though. We got a cool like metronome down counter now when we start episode. Well, guys, welcome back to Sixty Four Bits Rage. Episode fifteen. Oh, <laughs> I forgot we're not quite as in depth in our Sixty Four Bits of Rage. No. General. I looked it up till today. Oh, good. I'm episode glad. fifteen. I'm glad you you keep a track of that. <laughs> I know the internet does. Well, well, yeah, still. So, kind sir, who are you? Bob the Builder. Can we fix it? Yes, we can. <laughs> Dig that. Anthony Skuhulitz. I'm a Rosalitz. Ah. Like Ariel said, this is 64 Bits of Rage, episode 15. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Oh, quite a bit of everything. We obviously took hiatus, you know, these things happen. Like COVID and worldwide pandemics, you know, the usual. Started working from home and yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of changes for like everybody. Oh so. yeah, and us included. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, we did. We took a hiatus and we'll be continuing on with 64 bits of rage. We'll probably be switching up rage quit a little mm-hmm. bit. A little bit. You guys listen to that business. or have listened to it. Um, we'll have like more plans and stuff ironed out. Yeah, we're just yeah for the, the future. But this one will stick around, and then we'll we'll have for sure another one, and mm-hmm. we'll be tinkering with it before we release it. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, we are actually sorry about the vault sound, guys. We're uh, recording on the new iPad, and we don't quite got the dongleys dongle dongle for the uh, speaker, so it's a little. Yeah, we're just using the internal microphone right now for the. The iPad Pro that we have that we're using to record. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be getting some, like Ariel said, some adapters and some, kind of some the new... Dongles. <laughs> the dongles. <laughs> and some new tech and stuff just to mm-hmm. make everything work a little bit more seamlessly. Although the microphone in the iPad Pro is actually really good. No, it is Surprisingly really good. so. I just... Ow, Such a streamlined <laughs> little device. <laughs> well, you know, microphones obviously to avoid hearing you just crack my elbow on the window seal. And we will. Yeah, we'll those in a couple outside. weeks, so... Choking on my slobber here. Outside sounds. Luckily, Apple's pretty supportive of, like, um, not specifically podcasters, than they are to some degree, but, like, musicians and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the software and, like, uh, just accessories you can get with mm-hmm. the iPad Pro can really kind of amp it up, and you can, we can use our USB mics again. Yeah. And so, we'll be a cooking. Yeah, but full circle, we're pretty much doing 20, now 22, retrospect and future, what we kind of are looking forward to uh, with, you know, what 2022 has to offer, talk about some things we played for the past 2021 year, and, you know, just a little bit of everything. It's just a little bit of everything episode. Yeah, and 64 Bits of Rage for, if you guys are just tuning in right now, is Nintendo-centric. Mm-hmm. So, specifically today we'll be talking about the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. and 2021 and 2021 <laughs> and 2022. What you saying? There's so many twos. <laughs> do, do, do. Ah. My brain broke. Yeah. And also I'm working when I'm talking about dates and stuff, and I'm like, January, June, what month is it? I know, right? So it's a difficult... Should be good, though. So should we crack into it? Uh, uh, yeah, I think we should talk about games we've played so far. You know, we've got obviously a whole year under our belt of repertoire of things I've played. Yeah, so we're just going to do like a personal recap for each of us for 2021. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about some of the highlights and some of the big games that came out specifically. Yeah. A little bit of like news and stuff on the hardware front. Yep. But primarily games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this uh, year... You start. 
what? How dare you? Um, this year, I think the biggest news is I finally got myself a Switch Lite, so you and I can stop doing a Battle Royale who's playing on Switch next. <laughs> yeah, we did that at the beginning of the year, and that's worked out really well, because you prefer to play handheld, handheld anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit smaller. Got so, no hands, guys. Yeah, <laughs> so it like, fits better in the palm of your hand, so easier mm-hmm. to play, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, I just <laughs> took over the regular Switch. And yep. I got some, uh, the, the Hori split pad mm-hmm. pro for that. Yeah. So it's actually a little bit bigger and more comfortable <laughs> for me to play. When do you do handheld mode? Yeah, exactly. Cause I, the, I do like cherish the design of the joy cons, but they're a little bit too small for me. Yeah. Like, they're super cleverly like. done and there's a lot of little tech in those little guys. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could use those, but 2021 endeavor fixing the listing. I did, yeah. That was like a, that's a common <laughs> issue is the you know the the drift, Nintendo it's Switch listing. drift. It's going and left. I ended up fixing both of our um, old Joy Cons mm-hmm. so they don't do that. I Just so I kind of have like backups, like if you know we have like John over or something or. Yeah, I know it was super funny when before I had my my Switch Lite when I'd play Animal Crossing and I'm trying to shovel up a fossil and all of a sudden my dude's like in the middle of shoveling and starts to turn. I'm like, I'm not moving you. Just yeah, get it got fossil. real bad for a while too, <laughs> and it was just progressively getting worse. Mm-hmm. But you can buy little kits online for, you know, like ten, twelve dollars, yep. and they'll be for both of them. So if this is something that you experience and you don't have the money to like shell out to replace. Joy-Cons, yeah. um, which they can be a little bit of an expense. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can fix it yourself. It's got step-by-step instructions, and it, it's cheap to do. And thus far, our little kit that we purchased has worked, and there's yeah. no drift on either one of them. Yeah, so. which is nice. Something yeah. to consider. Yeah, but I've been super excited that I've got the light here because, obviously, it has all of my games in it. And then, of course, you know, we can play games together like uh, Diablo. Trying to say it right because I say I call it Diablo, so it's um, where we can play on each handheld. Because the weird part with Diablo, for at least the Switch that we've found so far, the Diablo three. No Diablo, yeah Diablo three. You can go back and forth, so you could play like couch co-op on one Switch console. Mm-hmm. Or you can play online with two copies and two Switches. Mm-hmm. Diablo 2, however, is set up where you can only play online. You can't do couch co-op with Diablo 2. Yeah, so... Which is I, a little weird. I didn't have any of my saves. You know, I have my saves for 3, where you and I will couch co-op all the time, because we like playing Diablo together. Yeah, and I was just gonna... Since we were starting anew, I was just going to pop on my copy, because we just have the one right now, mm-hmm. and play on my Switch on the TV, but... It's yep. not an option. Nope. So we, we need another wrong. copy, and then we uh, start fresh that way. Yeah, because we were playing uh, Borderlands. Yeah, because we each have the Borderlands collection. Yeah, because they yeah. were digital, super cheap to scoop up, so we're playing together, but on different ones. Because you can still play Couch Co-op with that one. You can, but it's nice you can go back and forth. You know, if you wanted to do... Couch Co-op, you can, but or if you like, you know... You want to play online, and especially since you experience motion sickness... Oh. So being able to kind of focus in and hone in on your Switch Lite... Makes it easier. ...and play mm-hmm. instead of tracking, you know, like two separate characters or split screen, if, if that's an option, makes it, I yeah. imagine, easier for you. Yeah, and Johnny, for listening, I get motion sickness. I'm not playing VR. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get motion sickness from looking at my work computer, y'all. It's bad. <laughs> I always get better with the uh, 
VR. I'm not saying it's because even I experience mm-hmm. for like long periods of time on certain games motion sickness. Yeah. I'm like, trying out Resident Evil 4 VR for the first time. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like this is really cool and I want to play My more. brain and eyeballs are like, nope. <laughs> yeah, and then the last, I've only played it twice, but the last time I played it, I could feel it, but I also had like, I don't know, like the willpower maybe because I was used to it a little mm. bit to kind of shove that feeling down so I can play it like a little bit longer. Well, it's like when I don't know how far I could have gone though doing that. Play like zombies and stuff. Obviously this is tangential because it's not on the uh, switch when we play zombies i had to take uh dramamine beforehand yeah beforehand like exactly. hours beforehand i gotta take dramamine because if i don't i will i can't play if i play it's only for like a good 10 15 minutes before i start feeling really really sick yeah so and you, you kind of do some prep work i prep it i prep up to play the games for y'all folks exactly. well except for my switch games i want the ones i play obviously they're not well basically nintendo games i guess it would be should be specific don't yeah, you, you play more, like, first-party Nintendo games, mm-hmm. and then the only other kind of genre you really stray into, like, regularly on your own, I would say, is, like, indie stuff. You know, you get, like, Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna Stardew like Valley. I'm gonna crack on that. But not, like, like a quick-paced 3D game. Oh, God, no. You know, it's, you get pixel art and a little slower-paced. Um, yeah, I'm a Stardew Valley. There. I think I've got, like... Just because of the genre. 120 hours in that bad boy? Hey, <laughs> Still not finished with it, though. <laughs> yeah, I saw an article the other day. I don't recall what outlet or who wrote it, but they were talking about how they had, like, 300 hours in Stardew Valley, and mm-hmm. they were going to be playing it a different way or something like that. Yeah. It was on some other, like, platform, and there was somebody who modded it or something like that, mm-hmm. and so they were, like, cracking into it. Well, you can definitely play it other ways, because they have, like, four different island types, and then... You know, you can fall in love and be friendly or be an asshole. It's, it's the great, the reason why I like those games kind of like along the lines with um, Animal Crossing, the New Horizon one is, is because you can play it in, in any kind of way, you know. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, there's a lot of freedom of choice <laughs> in those games. I saw actually there was a um, Games Done Quick did a speed run. God. Yeah, so they do speed runs they're huge but they do speed runs for and for like charity mm-hmm. or charitable causes and stuff and somebody did stardew valley in 17 minutes <laughs> how yeah completed the community center like 17 minutes jesus I there was a lot of like interesting like almost like hacks or glitches that mm. went into it but it was actually the ones that were used were actually interesting. It wasn't just like, ah, oh, you spamming this you thing know, over You know, pop over, over and then the, the wall and get into the mines. No, it on. wasn't like that per se. It was like, there's a, there's like specific lines of code for like when other members of the community like give you like gifts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are triggered by like a specific like line of code. Like yeah. each item is designated with something different. So mm-hmm. they made their name with all of those designations for what they needed. <laughs> so then when they talked to somebody, it triggered that person to give them all the things that were in their name, but in code. Huh, yeah, cool. just weird things like that that I actually thought was kind of interesting rather than just, like you said, just like, oh, look, I can glitch through a wall. And it's like, well, that's I mean, cool. That, that's cool. I've accidentally <laughs> done that. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. So back to, obviously, what we've uh, been playing on and so far... Yeah, a little bit of a tangent. Always a tangent. But a good one. It's always a good tangent. So I have been playing, obviously, still uh, Animal Crossing, uh, the, uh, Stardew Valley, but I've also just recently got Link's Skyward Sword. Super fucking fun to play. 
the crazy part about the Skyward Sword is because it's it's a remake, or is it just a, uh, a not port? a complete uh, remake, but a remaster or port? Yeah. yeah, pretty much a port from the Wii. The only thing I think is like as far as big differences with that would be control scheme. That's what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah, because obviously you can I play in handheld mode. It's just my my jam. Yeah, on your light. Yeah, and I was laughing because when you're trying to catch bugs, it's just like a. <laughs> back and forth motion like you're doodle chopping something yeah because <laughs> you can play it with the joy cons separate mm-hmm. like on a television and use some of the motion controls and some of the motions were hard to get just because of them not you know you can play it in handheld mode but they really encourage you to use the joy cons yeah it's an interesting kind of hybrid like control scheme yeah and it's just definitely not my thing i like playing handheld mode just i grew up with the game boys so it's just how i play so uh it was fun you Got used to the sword, but I still crack up when I'm trying to catch a bug in my, in my net's like... Yeah, it's like skipping frames and you can only make one weird... <laughs> one weird back Unnatural motion, motion that you wouldn't make in real life. You know, it's like a, our toddler with a net trying to catch butterflies, you know, back and forth. They don't know, you know, you gotta kind of go left. Yeah, and, the know. eye-hand coordination isn't quite there <laughs> to, like, make more fluid motions in the air. <laughs> no. Nope. So I could see that. And then uh, cracked into Shining... Pearl, no. Brilliant Diamond for you. Brilliant yeah. Diamond for me. I played Shining Pearl. We you got played the, Shining we, Pearl. Yeah, we got the... Always get the dual pack. Yeah, if they have dual packs, we will usually pick ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we order the dual pack and then mm-hmm. we kind of divvy it out. Which that... So in this that, case, I got Shining Pearl and you got Brilliant Diamond. And that re-rebirthed my love for the Pokemons because I was so pissed off in Sun and Moon. Yeah, I really enjoyed... Uh, Shining Pearl. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I finished it. I haven't done all of the endgame content. I didn't play the original, so it was truly brand new for me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played a lot of Pokemon. I think we've talked about this before yeah. on older episodes that you've, you got me into Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And so my experience with it isn't, you know, terribly deep as it is with, you know, mm-hmm. probably a lot of people listening or just people even in our age group. Yeah. But, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. It was super fun. It was cute. It was charming. Like, had a solid story. Like, yeah. catching the Pokemons was as addictive as ever. You uh, know? Well, you, anyways. I don't oh, yeah. I don't. You gotta catch them all. It's in the tagline. That's the only thing I remember from, like, <laughs> 25 years ago, you know. I do not catch them all. I catch what I want in my party or if I think they're cute. I'm not successful in catching them all. I just try. <laughs> I mean, that is the difference. It's not like I'm like every single one I've played. It's like, yeah, I filled that Pokedex. It's like, nah. I know. It's like for I just me, get a lot of them. For me, I think it's this just my personality here. I feel bad because they're just sitting in my box, and it's like I want them to be Pokemon. That makes you feel bad that like taking Pokemon and then having them battle until one of them faints is not like that's you like you know bad. if you think of it like that, you're an asshole. Shut up. Like, I lit that one on fire until he passed out. That's okay. But the guy in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is how my husband disappears. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, I get it, but I don't, you know? It's in nature. It's in her nature. (laughs) To light other Pokemon on fire? You met Charizard? Fuck with their mind. (laughs) You have Skuntank. He's literally yeah. a poison. Yeah, but I don't play the same way you do. I know. We play... It's how weird to have two different ways to play a Pokemon game. Yeah. Well, and a lot of that stems back from, like I said just a little bit ago, I don't have a ton of experience with Pokemon mm-hmm. games. But I do with RPGs and JRPGs. Yeah. It's one of my favorite genres that I've played since the time I was a little kid mm-hmm. to now. 
And so I play him like I would any other JRPG. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, it's because you're buffets. So I do do things differently just because that's yeah, you, my mindset. You yeah, know? I do it all. Yeah, for me it's not yeah, like, oh, this is a new Pokemon <laughs> game. I'm going to play it like I've played every other Pokemon game. For me, it's like, well, this is only the second Pokemon game I've played, so I'm going to play it like an RPG. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only experience I got with this. And then he finally wore me down to get Pokemon Sword and Shield, so I have Shield, and I actually really like that game. I kind of take Grenega back what I said previously, how I wasn't going to play it because I was just pissed off about the open world part. It's not open world. I don't know why they tagged it like that. No, I mean, it's like... Open-ish. Yeah, it, I mean, it's very similar to, like, older Pokemon games, and there definitely are, like, larger areas, mm-hmm. you know, to explore. The fields and stuff. Yeah, but they're, it, they're not littered throughout the map. Mm-hmm. There's, like, two or three of them, and two of them interconnect. It just, half of it unlocks a little bit later in the mm-hmm. story. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, it's just, like, it, large areas, but still fairly linear and mm-hmm. has a very similar map to older Pokemon games. It does, so. and it's, like, uh, you know, as soon as I started playing, I'm like, oh, okay, this is not what I expected because they, like, made it sound like it's completely open world. It's You can go all these places, but it's actually You still... can kind of go everywhere and anywhere. Well, you can't. Anytime you want, and it's like, well, no, it's actually, there is still some you know, like gatekeeping almost, depending on where you're Well, yeah, because you got Team Yell. If you didn't finish the area, they would block her. We're practicing here. You can't come past here. Exactly. And if it was truly open, you would be able to go around how you wanted to. Yeah, you'd be able to skip past that and go to the next area. Maybe not progress the story per se, but Mm -hmm. catch, you know, stronger Pokemon or something or uh, level up more quickly. And then the same thing, too, with, like, the love Pokemon is you have to defeat the gym leaders to be able to control stronger Pokemon. Or yeah, that mechanic is still baked into the game, mm-hmm. which I think is a very... It's all of them. Yeah, it's a very, like, elegant design. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. So you can't kind of break the game in that way and yeah, get, get super a- powerful Pokemon right off the bat mm-hmm. just by chance. Yeah. And then just kind of dominate. Well, it's because you did that, too, a couple times. Like, you're, you know, you're very overpowered yourself because you just kind of grind an area. But you, Yeah, you, I, which is, that, again, goes back to my, like, RPG kind of heritage and, like, in those types of games. But, yeah, I can't... Catch. Catch. The strong Pokemon. Even though my level is way higher. Yeah. You know, of my party. It's like, yes, I can defeat them and I can get the experience, but if it's one I don't have that is only in a more difficult area, I can't capture them still. So. Well, but I like that. That doesn't, like, discourage me at all. No, and you notice, too, that if you kept doing that, though, your Pokemon would also... Um, I actually never got to that point. Where they, I, yeah, where they stop listening to you? Yeah, I know they do that, and it's, it's pretty explicit in all of them. It'll tell you, mm-hmm. you know, like, you can capture up to level 35, but if you are beyond... 40 or 45 then um they won't listen to you anymore i never got to i've never gotten to that point in any of them with my like Mm -hmm. grinding but yeah no i mean it's it's kind of cool that they have that to not necessarily force you to play but you know the grand scheme of things it keeps you on track with going to the gyms defeating the gym leaders and then being able to get the pokemon and i think it balances the game it does i think it's necessary like and I'm glad they've kept it, and, you know, mm-hmm. they haven't, like, shied away from it or maybe gotten lax on it. Yeah. Place. Well, I don't know about you, though, but I liked in S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously, Years of a Sword, how Pokemon, excuse me, um, would hop uh, the, your partner. Yeah. And then how 
he was kind of humbled near the end and how in uh, Pearl and Diamond, Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond, uh, it was the opposite. The guy was always just a, kind of a schmuck. Oh, yeah. As, oh, as far as the rival? Yeah, your quote-unquote yeah. rival. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, yeah, that was definitely true. That was mm-hmm. definitely the case. I can't yeah. remember, because I know in Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond, well, you, well, you could pick. Yeah. yeah, I named him after you, so it made sense. Oh, I, I didn't. I <laughs> no. can't remember. It was a dude, so you named him Tom, I think. It's something bland, because yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, I don't care about you. Yeah, Bob, the rivals can Bob be, or Tom or something like that. can be super bland <laughs> sometimes, so I anticipated that he would be, so I was just like, here you go. Right. Oh. Yeah, and then Hop was in the Sword, sword, sword and Shield. Yeah. yeah. And he was a good one. Like, he he was good. I liked him a lot better than some of the other Getting very humbled rivals. near the end, so. He had, like, character growth. He did. Which the other ones are pretty flat and consistent throughout the entire thing, uh-huh. which necessarily isn't bad, but it was the first time I've seen, I haven't played a lot of them, played four of them now um that i've seen there was like character (laughs) growth for the side character the Mm -hmm. the rival and that was pretty cool that That was was awesome and it worked into the story pretty well it really did it made sense you know well obviously i don't have much hand in playing games so that's what i've played in the last year or so what have you got for us kind sir so this past year i probably played (laughs) the nintendo switch more than i ever have since it released yeah and it's kind of, it's kind of my number one go to console now. It's yep. like I I've converted it. him, guys. Yeah, I'll play games every once in a while on the PlayStation, but most of the time it's if I can't get it, yeah, I'll have it on the Switch. Exactly. You know, or if I can't, I should I should say rather if I can get it on the Switch, that is where I will get it. Uh, so I started the year out with Brave the Default Two. <laughs> Which I absolutely loved. Yep. Like, one of my all-time favorite JRPGs now. You named your cat after one of the characters. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, we got another which, cat. <laughs> which I have that in my notes. Elvis! <laughs> yeah, so we got a, uh, like, a gray kitten. Yep. A uh, little boy, like, maybe a month after Bravely Default 2 mm-hmm. came out and I finished it. And named him Elvis. He was one of my favorite characters in that game, and it just fits him. It does. He's yeah. a very chillaxed cat. Yeah, he that character is, yeah, very <laughs> uh, relaxed and kind of, you know, like, charming in his own way. And yep. is, he's like the black mage kind of character. Mm-hmm. And in Brave the Default 2, you can switch classes and stuff, but that's kind of his default. And yeah, he, he was always, that was kind of his tagline, is don't sweat the details. Mm-hmm. Like, if things got rough, that's what he would tell the, the other party members and yep. stuff and the, the dialogue of the story. And great character, oh, just yeah. period. He was, he was my personal favorite of Bravely Default 2, so mm-hmm. we named a cat after him. <laughs> and funnily enough, that cat he, is super chillaxed. He'll let you pet his belly. Yeah, he's right? super relaxed. He's calm. Like, he's super loving. Toe beans. Like, I've never met a cat who lets you just, like, you can you hold his hand pretty much and he's fine with it like sometimes at night he will cuddle in my arms like a like a small dog would yep. like or on your chest if yeah. he's being on right which is just weird for a cat but his yeah his name from brave the default too like fits him perfectly <laughs> actually even i like that game so much i spent some of my uh like i think there's a platinum points yeah platinum tokens yeah, from on the Nintendo the, store. The Nintendo store, and I got a big Bravely Default to poster yep. that is like framed and up. Yep, and it's in our front room. Yeah, and they're good sized, and all I do is pay for shipping. And yep. Get to kind of have a little piece of memorabilia from one of my newer favorite games. What? But yeah, I loved it. I would say, like, if you're into JRPGs and RPGs in general, mm-hmm. just kind of good story, a little bit slower paced mechanic wise because it's turn based. 
a uh, real pretty world. It's too, very on, pretty, yeah. On top of it. Uh, check it out. I would say don't feel burdened with... The first one? Yeah, the first, <laughs> or even it's direct sequel on the 3ds you don't need to play those they're to get into. very solidaire they're yeah it's like those two are attached to one another um bravely second is the direct sequel mm-hmm. to bravely default yeah so if you get into those yes play those in order but if you're interested in bravely default too and then just have been kind of worried like if you'll be like lost or you should go back or try to find an old copy of the old ones or something don't fret about that yeah it, it's, it, it's completely standalone from it it's far better than those two mm-hmm. and it's just a blast to play you know treat, oh, yeah. treat it as like final fantasy where it's like fantasy. each one is its own thing and don't pay attention to the the weird naming convention and numbers. Ugh, right? Yeah. Final Fantasy. Just because it's a number doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. What else you got? I know you got a Rolodex of games. Uh, about the same time you gifted me for Valentine's Day, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. Yeah. Which... I probably was a lapsed Mario fan at that point, <laughs> and I absolutely loved it. Like, that's another one. Bowser's Fury was dope. Yeah, it was just so fun. It was cool because there was new kind of mechanics and ideas. And we even let our son play it. Yeah, and he and he loves Mario. He watches the old Mario. The 80s Mario. Yeah, TV shows and stuff and really likes those. And he can recognize Mario, you know, super easily now. And, yeah, he's and even Luigi. tried it out. Let's go with Luigi, too. Yep. Yeah, he's got everybody now. I mean, yeah, he can Prince even... Peach, Luigi, Mario, Yoshi, Bowser, Bowser. Yeah, Koopa even. Koopa. I've, I've heard him say Koopa Troopa. Yeah. So, yeah, then that one was a phenomenal game. Again, <laughs> I didn't play the original Super Mario 3D world that it was, like, based on. And then the Bowser no, series yeah. was a- attached to it because we didn't have a Wii U. No, but they ported a, the... They ported it in that collection kind of a thing and then mm-hmm. did that huge add-on, Bowser's Fury, and both were great, super mm-hmm. fun, like, kind of back to classic Mario, in my opinion. Yeah, and then we got Before, the... my favorite was Super Mario World on the uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, because we, a couple years ago, got the, uh, the three in a pack, the anniversary Mario. Oh, yeah, the 3D All-Stars. Yeah, because you've never played the 64 version because you never had the Nintendo 64. No, the only one in that collection that I had played was Galaxy Mm -hmm. on the Wii, and I really liked that one as well, but that was a long while ago. Exactly. I want to say it was like 2007 or something. Uh And yeah, I I didn't have a 64 or a GameCube, so I had never played Sunshine or Super Mario 64. Yep, Uh, so it's kind of cool to get you into those ones too. Yeah, I got decently far in 64. I need to go back and finish that up and start up uh, Sunshine. Sunshine. But yeah, great 3D platformer, awesome Mario game, good controls. Uh, sometimes in Mario games, I find them to be a little floaty, like yeah. the physics of Mario. Yeah. And it throws me off. I don't know if like my, my real reflexes are like too fast or too slow for it, but it's just like my <laughs> coordination doesn't line up not quite well. Matter, but you're probably too fast to be honest with how you play games. And so Mario kind of like floats around a little bit mm-hmm. for me, and so then I'll like inadvertently miss you know, platforms or jumps ah. something. Yeah, because it's a platformer. But that one was great. I mean, it's like started off 2021 with Bravely Default 2 and to mm-hmm. Mario. Yeah. And I was like, heck yeah. All these favorite. Did you die? I know. Especially in games like that. Yeah. Like Did Mario. you die? Did you die? Yes, we died, Ollie. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, he was doing that the other night, though, when I was trying out Sonic. Mm-hmm. 
It was Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Genesis expansion for the Switch. And I would finish a level and you hit the little ding, ding, ding. Yeah, at the end. And that kind of totals up your rings and stuff and gives you your score. And he's like, did you die? I was like, no, I finished the level, man. Well, Come to be on. fair to him, it sounds like you died. Yeah, it's, well, it's the end. It stops. So. Yeah, exactly. But it's fair. But to be fair, yeah, you know, getting our son into games and who played uh, Sir Daniel Fortescue. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. This past, this will be tangential as well, but... This past Halloween mm-hmm. and beyond, we got him into uh, Medieval, Yo. the remake that was done for the PS4, mm-hmm. I think like the year before, and I, I had played through it during that holiday season and yep. uh, really enjoyed it and platinum it. Kind of that. a silly tradition for us to keep playing yeah. that game, we'll restart it again from new and... And so that's what we did with it. We just started kind of a new one and then it was like get him into a level and then let him kind of explore. Because it's figure not timed. Out. It's harder to kill for Daniel. Yeah. And so he, and he's still real young. So it was just a good opportunity for him to figure out how, you know, like a controller relates to the TV. He his damn arm off of Sir Daniel beating people with <laughs> That was his best. And we have the Sir Daniel Fortescue Funko Pop, which uh, is in the living room. Fortescue, Fortescue. Yeah. And so <laughs> uh, his, his break from the game would be... Um, uh, t- taking the Funko Pop and doing that. Yep, he yeah, loved it. Which is really it. funny. Because he, he like looked at the Funko and saw his arm was off, and then you showed him, or I showed him, the move where you can pull his arm off. And I think you did. You're like, can't you do that? And I, I, I told you, yeah, and then you showed him how to do it. And there's yeah. just this favorite thing to do from just pulling yeah. his arm off, eating it. He'd just hang out it. in the graveyard, just beating zombies <laughs> with <laughs> Sir Daniel Fortescue's own arm. It was great. It yeah, was loved great, it. yeah. That's right. so good. What back at what's your other games you got for us, Cancer? So I got to play Yeast Nine, Monster Room Knox. Yeast is one of my favorite like series of kind of niche J- action JRPGs, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was a great iteration in the series, like super fun, and I got to play it on the Switch, like right when it came out. Yeah, which so, is nice. Yeah, there was like I think a little bit of a delay between releases. I think. Came out on the Switch last. Yeah, well, it makes sense. But I pre-ordered the Collector's Edition and, you know, eagerly awaited it. Where is it? <laughs> and, yeah, as soon as it came out, I got to crack into that. And uh, John and I went through that pretty much together. Yeah. Yeah, he played through it and then I played through it at the same, same time. time. Yeah, so we were able to kind of talk about it. He's a big East fan as well. And so we talked about, like, the lore, where they're going to go mm-hmm. from there, like, story-wise. It's pretty much just... Japanese Indiana Jones was some, yeah yeah so that's one of the reasons I like it the combat's super fluid like it's like simple but not yeah. you know but very addictive you know it doesn't really get boring by any means so speaking of Jones the crazy part uh, tangential again is how he hasn't defeated Pokemon Shield but oh I yeah we should have brought that up when we were talking about Pokemon. I just thought about it yeah so he comes over. Pretty much almost every Friday. Almost every Friday, yeah. And he is the co-host for FGG, our retro uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. And he told us months and months ago that he had purchased Pokemon Shield and had been playing through it. it. He's usually pretty quick with games. And yeah, I've been trying to get us to play it. And even talked about like, oh, you can, you know, borrow my copy to see if you like it kind of a thing. Yeah. Never really happened. I ended up just purchasing the game. It was a great deal. Yeah, it was an awesome deal. Never goes on sale. Finally got on sale. 
Yeah, and it was just, like, one of those end-of-year deals mm-hmm. where it was, like, instead of the standard $60, it was, like, 45 Ooh, And it was also... Pokemon game. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, like, buy two, get one free mm-hmm. on top of it. So we, get to, we got a few games, and those were two of the games that we got. And Ariel and I beat Pokemon Sword and Shield before he has beaten Chilled. Pokemon <laughs> Shield from when he purchased it, you know, six months ago, nine months ago, or whatever. Yeah. It's super funny. Because well, he was the one trying to, like, talk stuff about it. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, then we, and then we got it. We were, like, hesitant. But then when we got it, we both cruised through it. Like, you beat it first. Yep, I did. And then I'd say close to a week later, I just you stayed up late mm-hmm. one night. And I, I blitzed to the end yeah. to, to finish her off. But, yeah. Super, just super funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> and he usually is pretty quick on games, especially if he likes them. He'll, yeah. he'll go through it. Then you saw him a couple nights later playing Pokemon Shield. I did, yeah. I was in bed playing something. I think one of the other games from that deal I just mentioned. And yeah, he popped up online and he was playing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Oops. Yeah, not the new one. Not Shining Pearl or Brilliant Diamond. He, it was Shield. Shield, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is great. So I think he's trying to finish it now. Whoopsie. Did yeah. anybody put you on the spot there, buddy? And then last Friday when he came over, he said that he... I don't think he had played in a little bit, which I also didn't know. I thought he had just finished it. That's why yeah. he hadn't played, but um, he just he hadn't finished it, and he hadn't played it also. <laughs> and uh, he has only gotten to, like, a third gym leader. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought you'd be a lot farther than that. I good thing you're the way there, buddy. <laughs> I know. You're almost halfway there. <laughs> it was super funny, though. I didn't expect that. That's why it just surprised us. I know, right? Because he was hot to trot to get me to play because he knows how much we both love Pokemon a whole lot, and he knows how disappointing sun and moon was her main and he agrees with us as far as our assessment of that too he doesn't really care for sun or moon mm-hmm. so much so yeah all right i stole over your thing in my bob what else you got i know you got like a rolodex of games you've been playing i do there's actually one that i <laughs> didn't write down that came out about the same time as east nine but i played samurai warriors five. Oh yeah i forgot about that yeah. guy and that game was also great so if you like Musao games, I would highly recommend it. It's my favorite Musao game now. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Nobunaga. Exactly. Nobunaga Lubu. Shao <laughs> shao. Weird things we do with our toddler to irritate him, by the way, folks. <laughs> yeah, which after a while it doesn't irritate him, but he's three and he knows and can say Nobunaga and Shao Shao and Lubu. <laughs> Mitsuhide. Mitsuhide, that's a hard one. That's a hard one for me to get down. I didn't like rigorously like pay attention to the dialogue to make sure I got that right. Um, what's another one that he knows? Uh, Sunjian. Sunjian, yep, yeah, yeah. That's another one. But Lubu and Nobunaga are the most popular. They are, yeah. Shao Shao. Shao Shao. Yeah, which is from Dynasty Warriors, but mm-hmm. he, he loves that one. Uh, yeah, it was great. A, a cell-shaded graphics, mm-hmm. so I think they'll hold up a lot longer. I think like, so too. We did an episode about like pixel art um, and cell-shaded graphics mm-hmm. and stuff like that and just how they, you know, it, the, yeah, they stand the test of time. You know, mm-hmm. you can play it 10, 20 years later and it still works. Yeah, you know? and it's pretty enough that it will keep your eye and not be like, what is that Polygon movies? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, one of my favorite JRPGs of all time is the original Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's rough. He's got block hands. You know, <laughs> it's like. Black movies. <laughs> yeah, that have been, you know, say, yeah, pixel works. art like Final Fantasy VI mm-hmm. or 
cell shaded for some reason. Um, <laughs> it definitely would have held up a lot better. Well, you could do man, no, no, when playing Final Fantasy VII. Is it a sexy outfit? Or I don't know. What's that? There's, there's like, there's a polygon. I don't know how, how to interpret this. <laughs> I've never looked at a person and been like, well, at most there are three polygons. <laughs> like, that's never happened. <laughs> like, oh no. Oh no. But yeah, Sarafire. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Backtrack, buddy. All right. I haven't there? had a drink in years, but it felt like it for a split second. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're getting us, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I gotta take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, several hours five. The art style is really cool. The mm-hmm. cell shading, I think, will last yep. really well. And it's very stylized because of the mm-hmm. cell shading. The cutscenes are beautiful. Character models are really pretty. Um, and then the the core gameplay loop is not too much different from other Musou games. Yeah. It's just kind of tightened up and focused. Mm-hmm. And then I think the one thing that really makes Samurai Warriors 5 my favorite Musou game is it has a good story. Yeah, it's it just It's just a personal story between Mitsuhide and Nobunaga for mm-hmm. the most part. Yep. And yes, they're going through the same period in Japan that they've covered in prior Samurai Warriors games. Mm-hmm. But it really is through the lens of those two. Yep. And their friendship and mm-hmm. then eventual betrayal. Yep. And it, they just kind of tightened up the focus of the story enough mm-hmm. that they made it, you know, almost this personal war drama between these two generals. Which is dope. And it was really cool. Yeah. It was good. It was cool to see. And yeah, that one was, I God, I think I put like 100 hours into that. Yeah, you did. Like was... pretty quickly because I enjoyed it so much, you know. I feel there's like plenty of content there. The test of time for games like that, playable games, constantly replayable games like Pokemon, um, you know, Musao games, you know, Stardew Valley is the playability. Even though it may be kind of the same stuff repeated, it's so good, you don't realize it, and then all of a sudden you're tracking 100 hours. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Like, replayability, whether it's a short game that you can play over and over and over again mm-hmm. and still get enjoyment out of, yeah. or... Um, long games you mm-hmm. know like stardew valley or a musao game where like you your... can spend like you said 100 200 300 hours over the course of a long period of time but it doesn't feel like it's repetitive mm-hmm. it feels like you're doing something new or you're going for some other goal yeah and samurai warriors 5 felt like that it was like i did nobunaga story but then he has like there's a whole bunch of side chapters that you can do mm-hmm. that will show events that deal with the chapters that are concerned with Nobunaga, but Nobunaga wasn't there. Yeah. And so you get to see how, like, you know, how was this castle built so quickly right before this big battle that Nobunaga Mm -hmm. was in? You get to do that. And then there's a secondary story arc with Mitsuhide. Yeah. And then he has his own side stuff. Which is cool. Yeah. So And then there's a whole other, they have, like, it's called Citadel Mode, Mm -hmm. where it's almost like an arcade mode to Samurai Warriors. That's completely different as well. And so, yeah, you can kind of pick and choose. And, um, you know, what didn't seem like very long to me was 100 hours later. (laughs) And like you said, I didn't get bored. Yeah, exactly. It was just fun to play. The gameplay loop was good. And I didn't feel like I was doing the same thing over and over again. Even though I probably was. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This rock looks familiar. Fuck that rock. I hate it. <laughs> He's eyeballing me. He's eyeballing me, motherfucker. Eyeballing me and my woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take down that rock. <laughs> it beat me. It's not my woman. <laughs> I fell down in my jab and then the rock rolled on top of me. <laughs> 12 feet. Concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Broken bones. Uh, <laughs> the rock won. 
<laughs> it wasn't named Wayne. It was just a rock. <laughs> All right, what other games you got for us? And we know you got a lot. Uh, this is actually my last one. Mm, I think he's lying, folks. No, at least as far as I remember right now. <laughs> uh, Metroid Dread. Oh, Metroid Dread. Yeah, that came out in October, so that was kind of... For granted, it was before Pokemon Shining Pearl and mm-hmm. Diamond. But for me, it was like my last big... Hurrah. Yeah, my mm-hmm. Nintendo hurrah, you know. Something that was Nintendo first party. Like, I started the year with Brave the Default. Yep. Got to end the year with uh, Nintendo first party. Vastly different genre. <laughs> Metro Dread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Metro Dread. And I, love, I loved it. The Emmys are my favorite. The Emmys are great. I really wish they had to flush the Emmys out a little bit more. That's my only complaint. Like, the Emmys were the coolest ones ever. They were super cool. I loved their, the, like... They were almost like puzzles, like self-contained puzzles with yeah. the enemies. And then... I just like those scary sounds. Like, it was scary, yeah. Like, oh, like, playing it, it, like when the Emmys... When you went into a room where there was like an active Emmy, especially the first time playing through it, like they the tension just skyrocketed. Because yeah. it's like, <laughs> I don't want to get caught. I want to try to make it through this until I can get to the point where I can defeat it. And then even when you do get to the point where you can defeat it's it... It's still a hassle. Yeah, it progressively gets harder. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like the last couple, it's like they're kind of blitzing at you. Yeah. And you have to be real careful with your your aim and your accuracy. Mm-hmm. And then you also have to kind of find a, the proper spot to pull off the move in, the, in that map. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just super, just a fun gameplay mechanic that made it almost like horror like a little bit yeah it was a really good story like i can't that story was great yeah i loved it i like mario am a metroid fan but lapsed yep and so you know i've played super metroid like a Mm -hmm. few times in recent years yeah and that was my absolute favorite one uh this one now yeah it's my favorite and it was great because it just had kind of all the old school sensibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a Metroidvania game and had a really interesting story on top yeah. of it. It was super pretty mm-hmm. as well. And then it was fun to play, you know, like I love RPGs, like I've said, but sometimes it's nice to break away and play like an 8, 10 hour game mm-hmm. instead of a 100 hour RPG or a 40 hour RPG. Yeah. And so it was good, like palate cleanser, different genre. And then it was fun. Yeah. It was just fun to play. Still uh, multiple playabilities, playthroughs, but at the same time, you know, one and done is very satisfying at the same time. Yeah, and that's one that I actually started a second playthrough, like, right away. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I'll just throw in, like, a half hour. Yeah. You know? It's not like... I do the same thing with, like, Hades mm-hmm. on the Switch. Like, I'll... You know, I've, I've beat that game, too. And I'll... It's just one you can go back to. Constantly, yeah. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. You know, to throw in a half hour and play on a different mode or with different modifiers, modifiers in the case of yeah. 80s. But, yeah, just fun to always kind of have in, like, at the ready, in, 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 the, the, rotation. in the rotation. Yeah, you know, I can throw it in and get that the quick palette cleanser before maybe I start something new or mm-hmm. get back into that super long RPG. That's it. Mm-hmm. Ah. That did But, yeah, that was my actually last big one of the year. Nice. It was Metroid Dread. I got posters for that, too. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I've just sized them today so I could get frames for them to... Why are you sizing up the posters? What did they do to you? Trying to take your like, woman it's, again? It's like the rock. <laughs> I think... Wait, paper beats rock. Oh. <laughs> I need scissors. Give me scissors. 
why? <laughs> if you get that reference, please comment. Let us know. Hopefully you yeah, do. And we're not going to say it. We'll say it maybe next episode. Maybe. If we remember. Possibly. Yeah. Good luck remembering. All right. So, obviously, we've kind of hit on what we've played, you know, our consoles now that we each got separate ones. Um, I think it's a good one to kind of reference their quote-unquote... Uh, Revamped Switch, the OLED, Senor OLED. <laughs> That's true. At the top of the hour, we talked about uh, your Switch Lite. Mm-hmm. And... Now your Switch, and you got your new controllers to make it more comfy. Yeah, so we should definitely talk about the OLED. The OLED. Just give them a little, little spotlight. Because I think they did it smart. I feel like Switch Nintendo, especially with the release of the PS5 and Xbox whatever whatever the fuck it's called series x and series s series something fucking who knows um and their drama they've had with getting those out to people and all yeah they've really struggled especially with the you know computer Mm -hmm. component shortages yeah this past and and nintendo all they did was just revamp it they gave it an oled screen maybe slightly bigger screen but they didn't really change too much of the mechanics no not at all it's not beefier in any way no it's just got a really cool oled screen because like there are different subversions of the 3ds mm-hmm. and the last one was a little beefier processing mm-hmm. wise yeah and so there are a few games that only run on that version of the yeah. 3ds you can't play it on an older version and i'm glad the switch well nintendo nintendo didn't do that with the switch no they didn't do that with the switch you can still play um all across the switches lights and the oled and the but what I like about they did it smart is like they kind of gave you something new to look forward to, but it wasn't a completely beefed up console that was going to cause drama like it has been with the, the PS5 and the Xbox. Yeah, it wasn't something that was like, you know, there have been shortages, but obviously there's going to be a lot less just because the, the tech and hardware is a lot different mm-hmm. than something super beefy like the newest Xbox and the PS5. And, yeah, I, I agree with your assessment. I think it was smart. They definitely have pivoted away from what they did with, like, the 3DS mm-hmm. and just did, like, a family of consoles that suit different needs. Exactly. So, you know, like we talked about before, like, mm-hmm. the Switch Lite, it works far better for you yeah. than it would for me. Exactly. And for me, the, the, the Switch being able, the versatility of it, being able to like hop on with my wireless controller, mm-hmm. pro controller, play it on the TV, and then be able to kind of carry that, you know, into bed and stay up late with my split pad controller and yeah. stuff. It's like that works better for me than exactly. it would for you. Mm-hmm. And the OLED also finds its, you know, home. There too. other people. Exactly. So. And it's a smart thing to do. I thought, you know, I want to give it a little shine, you know, shout out to Nintendo doing something, you know, smart. And I mean, the, yeah. in the same breath, they've got the docket of games and just their money that they can go an extra couple years without sending out another generation. I mean, shit. Which is crazy. Was, how long was it before we got from the Wii U to the Switch? I mean. Very short period of time, but there was a lot of, like, press coverage mm-hmm. about how Nintendo was just sitting on what they called the war chest. Yep. And it was pretty much just, like... Liquid assets. They had been around long enough and had been successful over the years enough that they had, they could like bankroll their company Mm -hmm. for 10 years without producing anything. Exactly. Is, you know, what the the rumors of the soft reports were about that. But I feel like they're doing so great, especially with coming out games, you know, and getting big name games on their Switch, not just their. 
Yeah, not just first-party stuff. They're doing some interesting Mm -hmm. things that I think people should keep an eye on, especially with, like, their cloud games and stuff. Yeah, which we can now segue into what's coming out, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good buttress. Buttress. (laughs) Buttress. Buttress. (laughs) Oh, man. So what are you most excited for coming out? Shaka shaka, folks. Smokemon. Which is soon. Our chaos. I'm so excited. I know that one is definitely more labeled to be open world, but it, it's like a pretty prequel. It's like prehistoric. It is pretty much. Yeah, prehistoric you know, Pokemon. Prehistoric Pokemon. It's like that's insane. It's for the me. Far Cry Primal of Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoked for that. We've got that one pre-ordered. It's gonna be delivered to me. Yep. I'm gonna be playing it because I already defeated Shield. I am on the DLC for Shield though, but still. Yeah, working on the expansion, but you still have like a couple more weeks. I do. Yeah, so I can definitely you know crack out. I do. I play. You know, I'll go through spurts for 10, 15, 20 minutes of playing some Pokemon because it's just a DLC. Yeah. Not really a whole lot of story with those arcs. Makes sense. Though. It's cool, but, you know, definitely not like main story arc situations. So. Yeah. Which is dope. Um, and then, not necessarily for me, but this is more for you that I'm excited about the Sassassino Let's Go Collection coming to the Switch in. Yeah, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. Like, what? yeah, new and old. And. Ezio is like your your main bread and butter. Yeah, he's my personal favorite. Um, I'm just excited to I, see if they have the silly horse. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they're just the same remasters from the PS4 version. So I can't wait. The horse cracks me up. Yeah, well, from like, Assassin's Creed Two. Yeah, I like how they got like the movies and the cutscenes in that for the Switch as well. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know this might be a little aged because those games are older now, but there was like some tie-in short films that were released. I think they were released on the Sci-Fi Channel. Probably. About the time that like Revelations mm-hmm. was coming out or like Brotherhood was coming out, like in that time frame. Yeah. Those, specifically those two. And I watched them because I was a huge Assassin's Creed fan then too. And they were they were good. Like they actually did a really decent job. I don't know how many people actually watch them, mm-hmm. but it'll be really cool because if you pick up the Ezio collection for the Switch, which is coming out in February, you can you have those movies. You can yeah. watch those. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, which that's awesome. And it kind of spiced up the collection a little bit. They could have just done a one-for-one one and been spicy, like, ah, this is, here's the Ezio collection that was released on mm-hmm. the Xbox and the PS4. Uh, nah. just, just now on the Switch, but you get that plus a little bit more mm-hmm. for the same kind of price point. Exactly, which is cool. Yeah. All right, well, this is where you roll-banked those guys. I kind of... What else we got? I do want to say, before we move on, no. I am really excited for Pokemon as well. Arceus. <laughs> yeah. I think that it will be really cool. When it comes to those games where it's the same, like Arceus, is there's no Arceus South and West or something like that, we always go different starters. Yeah. Um, I think this time around, I think our case, I'm doing fire because it's Cyndaquil and he's my five. Yeah, and I'm going to do Owlet. Owlet, which time. is the grass type. Normally you Just do fire. Normally, yeah. And I normally do a grass starter or water depending on if it's cool. You I did Owlet just... at another one, didn't you? Owlet was on... Is it Sun and Moon? Sun and Moon. Moon, yeah. yeah. Owlet was Moon, so I've already done Owlet, so... And I haven't, and that one intrigued me... Even then, I just like, I like owls. I like Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil's Cyndaquil looks really cool, Mm -hmm. too. Although the last few, because I traditionally go start with the fire types, I have had one. So it'd be kind of nice to switch it up a little bit. Switch it up, folks. Yeah. Because I, you know, ended up with 
Cinderace yeah, and, and Sword, then, then, and then I had Inferna Ape yep. and Shining Pearl. Yep. A little bit of different. Oh, and I have... I'm trying to muscle my way through Pokemon Sun Ugh. at the moment, and I Ugh. have Litten. I'm not doing that. Type. I'm not doing that. You can do that. That's on you folks. Well, we've had it for years, and neither one of us have finished it. I didn't even get... I think you're farther than me now. Now I am, yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm far enough in that I'll do it. All right, what we got next? Uh, again, to kind of circle back around, we were talking about Nintendo doing interesting things, mm-hmm. specifically with, like, the OLED and then their cloud games, um, Dying Light 2. Yeah, which is so cool. Yeah, I really liked Dying Light when it came out, played a little mm-hmm. bit on the PS4. I think I just got distracted with something else. I'm mm-hmm. usually playing a whole bunch of different games at once. Well, when the... I can't remember exactly what they call it. It's, like, the definitive edition or the complete like edition, that. something along those lines. They released that last fall mm-hmm. i want to say kind of around metroid dread time frame mm-hmm. the definitive edition of the first dying light on the switch yep. so i cracked into that like straight away that was one i was really interested mm-hmm. in and i've gotten much further i'm almost done with yeah, it you're almost finished with it you're so kind of which i'm sure their marketing was geared towards that somebody mm-hmm. like me who maybe hadn't played in a long time or had lapsed like hey. here play this on your switch <laughs> Uh, Dying Light 2 is coming out and you know at the time five months later yeah right (laughs) so and that's gonna be a cloud version Uh, we have really good internet here so I've been able to play the cloud versions on the Switch just fine Mm -hmm. I went through Control um, almost done with Guardians of the Galaxy and I've had no issues playing that way so I'm going to play Dying Light 2 that way I think the only thing I think with people in the cloud gaming is you really do have to have good internet you do. It has to be, I mean, you have to have fairly decent bandwidth and it has to be consistent. Like, mm-hmm. It's got to, you know, especially if you're going to play for a few hours at a time. Exactly. Something like Dying Light, mm-hmm. which is pretty big. And then, it is. And also, kind of, it's fast-paced. It is, yeah. On top of it, because it's, you know, it's like an action-adventure game. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're zombie slaying. Zombies! So yeah. you don't want to have to worry about, <laughs> Your bandwidth like, dropping and then zombies and you're eating. Game. Yeah, or just, like, <laughs> completely freeze out. And Nintendo is actually pretty cool with that. Mm-hmm. So when you go to, say, purchase one of their cloud versions they of the game... They actually have you test it first. They do. And they won't let you purchase it Unless until you, test, you it. test it and finish, like, an hour demo. Yep. And then once you finish that demo, then you have the option to purchase or not. Mm-hmm. It'll come up and it'll allow you to purchase it. Which I think that's cool. You know, I do not, too. Not everyone does that. It's like that gives you the opportunity to actually test the waters if it's going to work with your bandwidth or your internet, you know? Yeah, and, and also it's cool that they're consistent with it. It's like it's not like it registers to my account that I've played a cloud game before mm-hmm. and therefore I'm like good to go. Yeah. It, it forces me to do it every every time mm-hmm. and i don't use force like pejoratively mm-hmm. i actually think it's a good idea because your network Prevents. connection could mm-hmm. change or a game might just not run particularly well for whatever reason yeah you know, you know one that thing with version or on the switch galaxies doesn't yeah exactly and so being able to test it for yourself firsthand for free mm-hmm. for like an hour is a smart call yeah it's so really smart call. i dig it dig it dig it like a worldwide pitcher yeah. <laughs> the other really big one that I'm excited for is Project Triangle Strategy. Which I guess is just Triangle Strategy now, but I played that demo, loved it. I like how everyone it was unanimous to keep the triangle strategy name. Yeah, so and I actually got that questionnaire and I saw articles about it too. So I played the demo of mm-hmm. it when they announced it. 
And I really like the HD 2D engine. I like old school, like, yeah. uh, artwork, like pixel artwork and mm -hmm. stuff. And that HD 2D engine does just miraculous things to that yeah. artwork. You know, like Octobat Travel mm -hmm. and stuff. So I was already intrigued. I do really like strategy role-playing games. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this looks up my alley. So I, I played the demo of it, loved it, thought it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it was just Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> and then I got a questionnaire because I had played the demo in my inbox. Yeah. And I, I filled out the questionnaire, and that was one of the things. So like, what would you call it? And I can't remember if there was options or not, or if it was just like a, like a text field that you just put something in. Yeah. I think um, it was like, keep the name or change it. I think it was. I think yeah. it was pretty simple. And I was like... Keep the name. And then you can maybe write something afterwards. Yeah, like, like a suggestion or, yeah. And so I said, keep it. Mm-hmm. And then I actually wrote a little thing like why, and I was like, I think it's like cheesy enough to catch on. Yeah, and it was. It's cheesy enough to catch on. It's like one of those things where it like seems like a really bad name. Yeah. Like it just is what it is. It's a really good game though. Uh, but it was really good, and I from like, playing the demo, I like, was like, I can't think of anything. Like I think anything that you would come up with with like a strategy RPG with like a political mm -hmm. narrative with kind of an old school mm -hmm. graphical flair would be pretentious. Yeah. So why not just call it what it is, which is they had already done that. Project Triangle Strategy. Now it's just Triangle Strategy. And now it's just Triangle Strategy. <laughs> so I'm really glad that they kept it. Uh, that's one that I have pre-ordered still. Yep. And we'll be getting right away and cracking yeah. into because I'm very excited for that. Oh, segue. I completely forgot I played Goosebumps. Goosebumps? Goosebumps, please. Obviously, I've had so many games on the Switch. Like, even though my list was longer, yeah. it's way there down. It's yeah. pretty much just Nintendo <laughs> first-party stuff, save for maybe Yeast and Samurai Warriors. <laughs> yep. Yep. He, he, like I said, folks, he's lying to you. He's got to roll it in. But you, you like, um, like puzzle games and, like, visual novels and stuff like that. So that was just a fun... Goosebumps was, was just a fun one. Oh, yeah, it was super play, fun. You know? know something trying to figure out puzzles. Know, go through... And, I love puzzle games, too. Not, not and on the I. Switch, they're awesome. Oh, yeah. John was showing me, kind of a callback to the VR stuff, that the, the Room, mm -hmm. that puzzle game mm -hmm. that I have on my iPad and the Switch, mm -hmm. uh, you do in VR. I'll have fun with that. I'm doing that. But, but you'd be, like, stationary, and it's just, like, those high quality 3d rendered you know puzzles and stuff yeah. that are interactive i will still you just sit and mess around with that, this box it. i'd probably get frustrated you throw the box <laughs> you just break open the box there's the key okay done that'd be great i know right you just throw the box yeah just shatter it this is box. why do you have a hammer shh it <laughs> It'd be great. No, puzzle games are great, though, and they yeah, do really well on the they Switch. Do. Yeah. So especially you can do handheld mode because, you know, you pay attention to the details. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And they're, again, kind of, like, low impact. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. Kind of brain numbers. Numb your brain from the day's work. Yeah, to not, a degree. Not, not puzzle too, games, but... <laughs> but it, well, it's not, like, an overly hard... Well, obviously, some can be challenging, for sure, but it's not like, you know, shoot em ups or story. It's not like The Witness. Yeah, oh, God. That's a puzzle game. That's about to break your brain. That's where you need to take, like, detailed notes and shit and learn languages. <laughs> what language is this? Yeah. Well, I got to the next area. I'm going to have to take six months off because I have to learn Portuguese. Like, no, <laughs> like not, that's that game. Not, not Kalish. Kalish. Kalish is a person, oh, Ariel. <laughs> I done fucked up. All right, what other you games? You dishonored me! <laughs> oh, God, shut up. Get here, get here! 
Okay, so the next ones I have on my list, I'm just going to kind of rapid fire because we've already talked about the really big ones that I'm interested in. Uh, and some of these are either like assumed to come out this year. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, folks. Yeah. Um, and some might have been pushed back to 2023, but not like announced. Like, yeah. They haven't actually they haven't made quite. a statement yet. Mm-hmm. So bear with me as far as that, as far as the accuracy of we the We don't dates. know. We don't know. Yeah. They don't tell us anything anymore. Uh, Mario Rabbit, Spark of Hope. That'd be dope. Really liked the first one. Mm-hmm. Thought it was cool. Awesome strategy game. Yeah. With Mario and Rabbids. Mario and Rabbids. Rabbids usually annoy me, but they're actually pretty funny. Yeah. And Mario they're, and Rabbids. They're, they're, and Mario and Rabbids are good. Any other, they're fucking annoying as shit. Just Rabbids is, yeah, super yeah. annoying. Yeah. Like, Mario's usually, like, great. The minions thing going on again there. A little bit. Yeah. yeah where it's yeah. like, yeah, whatever. You're right. Um, this one I didn't realize was coming to the Switch until we were looking up stuff for this episode. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Gollum. Gollum. Which I would imagine would be a cloud version as well. I, I, that's a good assumption, but we don't know again. Yeah, I didn't find anything that explicitly said it was, which means mm-hmm. that not necessarily that it doesn't exist, it just but, means I yeah. didn't come across it. Yeah, exactly. So... That one I'm interested in. I like Lord of the Rings. I've read some stuff about, like, preview coverage mm-hmm. of the Lord of the Rings column, and it looks up my alley, and I'm down to go back to Middle Earth and check shit out. Right. Um, Sonic Frontiers. Sonic! That looks like open world, almost Breath of the Wild Sonic. That'd be dope. Yeah, which... That's I haven't crazy. played a new Sonic game since Sonic Mania. Yeah. And then before that, the originals... On the okay. Genesis. Yeah. So, so I think I'm actually going to pull the trigger get <laughs> Sonic Frontiers, and that'll be my first like, Real. new Sonic in yeah. ages. Uh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight Silk Songs. I've had a lot of people suggest to me that I would really like Hollow Knight. Nice. So it was bring something to scoop up. Yeah. And I would like to play through the first one. Mm-hmm. And then see if it speaks to me. It speaks your language. In Klingon. <laughs> Softly. Softly. <laughs> Essentially. Central, Klingon. Central Klingon. <laughs> so I can't picture. I can picture Klingon acid bumps, but we have lower decks. That's why. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, I mean, again, it's like old school genre, platformer, action oriented, cool artwork. Like, yeah. Seems interesting to me. So I'm going to keep my eye on that one. I'm going to try to play through the first one mm-hmm. first, though. Uh, Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta! Ah, oh, Bayonetta. Glorious. Which is just Devil May Cry, pretty just much. Bayonetta. But a witch instead of oh, demons, right. which I'm, I'm down with. I haven't played a lot of Bayonetta, but mm-hmm. I do have the first one now for the Switch, and I mm-hmm. plan on beating that soon. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. I played, <laughs> like, a few hours into it, and every time I've started it, I have a few copies now. Actually, I know, right? I really enjoyed it. All right, I think... Oh, 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 I got three more. You fucker. <laughs> Metroid Prime 4. Nice. Nobody knows when that's coming out, though. Nope. Because it's been, like, <laughs> delayed or not talked about or worked on for... It's a secret. 2,500 years. Um, <laughs> obviously, I love Metroid Dread so yeah. much, and I know it's not quite the same genre, but I'm down. Down. Give me more Metroid. Down for I want it. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, this, this is an oddball one. But this is because oddball. of my love of Final Fantasy. Chocobo GP. <laughs> and I want to race Chocobos with you. 
It's like Mario Kart, but with Jokeballs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, have our son involved in that. Oh, yeah, he'd be down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I need to show him more Chocobos. You do. Put on some Final Fantasy, so then he's, like, prepped for Chocobo. He's like, Chocobo! That's what I want from him. As soon as he sees it, he's going to scream That's all you want from your son, just Chocobo. That's it. That's it. As soon as he does. He doesn't need to ever learn how to spell. Just say Chocobo. (laughs) (laughs) Just once. Once for Papa. Once for Papa. (laughs) And then, of the, I guess, kind of honorable mentions, this is probably the biggest one for Mm -hmm. me. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Kirby! I love Kirby. I've never really played a Kirby game. It'd be good for you to get into it, Kirby. I know. And that's what I'm thinking, too. And you got me into, like, Luigi's Mansion a couple years back. Mm-hmm. That was one where, again, I always really liked Mario, but was kind of lapsed. And Did you I, I like, yeah, and I like Luigi, of course. And so. And it's spooky, so, duh. Yeah, exactly. And that game was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I went back and got the 3DS ones and played, yeah. playing through those. Suka, suka. So I'm hopeful that lightning can strike twice and we can get cool me Kirby. into Kirby. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, because I that was one, you know, growing up I never really had Nintendo, Nintendo. consoles. No. So most of the Nintendo first party stuff and franchises, especially the smaller ones in comparison to Mario, yeah, I missed out on. You did. You really so did. So Kirby is Kirby. going to be yeah. my first foray into it. Nice. I'm excited. That is nice. But yeah, that's that's my list. That's what I'm looking forward to in 2022. We'll see how many of these I actually get in play. Right. But at face value, those are the ones I'm into. Nice. Yeah. So I think for now, folks, you know, we'll kind of wrap it up in a nice neat little bow. You need that box. Oh, no. The cat. The cat's having problems. No. She's telling you it's over. Cat problems. I guess. But regardless, you know, it's a good kind of um, stopping point here. We, you know, are excited to get back into our podcasting. You know, trying to make it more uh, consistent. Obviously, we're, we're old folks here. we got to get back in the swing of things. Bear with us here. we got to take our vitamins. <laughs> do vitamins? Our, vitamins. Do our stretches. You go know. to bed at six. Go to bed at six. <laughs> Just make my relax. Oh, pluck, no. pluck my gray hairs, specifically in my eyebrows and nostrils. Now that you plucked your gray hairs, you go bald. But maybe uh, <laughs> they are all very underlying, so it would be probably most of my hair, even though I'm not completely gray. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we are very excited to get back into uh, our podcasting. You know, hopefully you guys stay tuned. Uh, anything from you, kind sir? Uh, at the top of the episode, we kind of talked about how we'll probably be revamping Rage Quit. Yep. Which was our main podcast. Mm-hmm. I think that 64 Bits of Rage, that will be kind of the main temple. Yeah, because I then, converted you to the dark side. Yeah. I do play Nintendo more often than not, like we talked about mm-hmm. now. And so, I think my opinion on Nintendo games, yep. especially with kind of like a fresh perspective, because a lot of it's new to me, it's will be more valuable than, say, like, my knowledge of, like, PlayStation stuff. True. Especially since we don't I don't have, have a PlayStation 5 yeah. yet, and there really isn't anything to... out that's, like, you can only play on the PS5 that I'm like, yeah, I, I really want to play mm-hmm. this, like, straight away, like... I just don't feel that way yet. Yeah. So not to say that we won't ever get back to it in that capacity, but Mm -hmm. for the time being, I think that one will be kind of left on the table. However, we will probably be doing like a monthly podcast Mm -hmm. along the lines of Rage Quit. That'll be about something else. Yeah, exactly. So So, 
Keep keep your eye out, folks. <laughs> yeah. And we'll try to do these guys weekly and post them at the same time and day and let you know. And... That's your job. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And hit up the the Twitter tweets. Tweet, tweet. And be diligent about posting like links and stuff to the mm-hmm. podcast. So if you're interested, you can follow me at Anthony R. Schultz. Yep, I really Or I, at AS Inquisitor, either or. I'm definitely not active on any of that shit, so don't follow me. <laughs> I do check it out. I, it may appear that I'm not terribly active, but I do look at it daily. He's a lurker. Yeah. He's a lurker. Yeah, pretty right. much. Well, with that being said, folks, we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> on the sun and moon side. No. 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 I'm going to hide beneath my shield so I can't see the sun or moon. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Peace. <laughs>